today we will look at verses 18 to 24 or Ephesians chapter 6 verses 18 to 24 please stand with me if you can for the reading of god's precious word praying at all times with all prayer and petition in the spirit and to this end being on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints as well as on my behalf that the words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with the boldness the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains so that in proclaiming it i may speak boldly as i ought to speak but that you also may know about all my affairs how i am doing taking us the beloved brother and faithful servant in the lord will make everything known to you i have sending to you for this very purpose so that you may know our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts peace be to the brothers and love with faith from god the father and the lord jesus christ grace be with all those who love our lord jesus christ with incorruptible love may god bless us bless the reading and preaching of his precious word you may be seated before we look into this passage i want to share with you a good news and then a bad one the good news is that for the few months we really felt like we were in the heavenlies while we were looking we are going through the chapters of this book ephesians and the bad news is for a few months during the summer time we don't have this evening preaching for a while today is the la- this is the last evening but it has nothing to do with either the denver nuggets or the avalanche both in the playoffs or the other sports team we have in town i don't want to mention the name so embarrassed when thinking about the book of ephesians i like to share with you a quote from john macarthur 
he observed this. A patience begins by lifting us up to the heavenlies and ends pulling us down to our knees. It starts with all the spiritual blessings we have in Christ Jesus. And now when we come to verse 18 Apostle Paul talk about prayer. How we should pray. Who we should pray for. But briefly I like to look at the previous passages. Before that I like to read two scripture passages not from this book. One is from 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 we read saying that his divine power has granted to us everything. Mark that word everything pertaining to life and godliness through the full knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Dear brothers and sisters, what God has granted us for a godly life, it is nothing short of everything. The next verse I want to read is from Romans chapter 8 verse 32. In Romans chapter 8 verse 32 we read He who indeed did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all how will he not with him graciously give us all things? Mark that word, all. Again, dear brothers and sisters, what we have in Christ Jesus is nothing short of all things. Everything and all things. What else can we ask for? As his children. In the book of Ephesians, we see a long list of what God has given us. I just want to read 
just a few verses. Chapter 1, verse 3, we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with, again that word, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Then, at the end of that chapter, verses 17 to 23, we see that beautiful prayer of Apostle Paul. Then in chapter 2 and 3, he continues the theme he started in chapter 1. And chapter 3 also, also ends with that prayer. He wants us to understand and appropriate in our lives what we, he has given us, especially what we see in chapter 1. He wants us to appreciate it and enjoy that. Then chapter 4 and 5 deal with our walk. And chapter 5 ends with husband and wife relationship. In chapter 6 verses 1 to 9, he speaks about children and parents, and then slaves and masters. I really enjoyed the message on these passages given by my dear brothers, Chris, Brad, and Noel. I really enjoyed each one of them. Then when we come to verse 10 of chapter 6, to verse 17, we see the full armor of God that every believer has to wear. The last one being the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Dear brothers and sisters, this is a call to battle. We are in a spiritual battle. We have a very formidable foe. But God has given this full armor of God. For every believers. Like I said, it ends with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Then we come to verse 18. It talks about prayer 
and how we should pray. Before I actually go to that passage, I want to mention, you can look at it, a passage from Exodus chapter 17, starting with the verse, verse 18 to 16. Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 to 16. Because of the time limit, I am not going to read it. But in that passage, we see that Moses went to the mountain top to pray or intercede. While Joshua used the sword down in the valley. We need both the sword and prayer. It took both to defeat Amalek. Moses' intercession on the mountain and Joshua's use of the sword in the valley. Quickly, I want to mention one thing. That I believe that Amalek, which is a title, not the name, he was a Hagagite. It is a picture of the flesh. He is a picture of the flesh. One of the enemies we battle each day. You remember, Saul was asked to destroy Amalek and his people completely. He did not. That was a grave sin that displeased the Lord. We know what happened. When we come to the book of Esther, there we see the wicked Haman who was an Amalekite, Hegagite, who tried to kill all the Jews in the kingdom. If Saul destroyed all of them, this did not, could not have happened. But it took, but God has to use and Esther and Mordecai to save his people from the wicked Haman. Dear ones, when we battle with the flesh, the deeds of the flesh, in Colossians 3, 5 we read, Put them to death. He gives a list of the work of the flesh. 
It say, actually it means kill them. Otherwise, it will destroy you. So anyone, anybody listening to me, he is having this enemy, the flesh, and it's battling with this sin, just like Moses, it takes a lot of prayer. Prayer is so important. Now we'll come to verse 18 of chapter 6. In verse 18, Paul uses the word all, A-L-L, four times in one verse. In addition, he tells us that we are to pray in the Spirit. He talks about Talk about four things about concerning prayer. Four kinds of prayer. When we pray every prayer, we should pray in the Spirit. We will use these four, five points. Four that he talks about and praying in the spirit for our discussion this evening verses 19 to 20 and the final all is that we should pray for all the saints verses 19 to 20 specifically apply this as Paul asked for prayer for himself, that he would be bold and faithful in proclaiming the gospel. And the first all in verse 18, praying at all times. Somebody called it the frequency of our prayer. Praying at all times. One time I was praying. I prayed. I did it a few times. Lord, we come to the presence, into your presence. After I prayed, one brother, a senior brother came and told me, Dear ones, don't say that. In fact, a believer should never be away from his presence. He should be in his presence always. When should we pray? We see Daniel prayed three times a day. It was his habit. We don't have to do that. We can pray always. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 we read, 
pray without ceasing. In Psalm 55 and 17, David says, Evening and morning and, and at noon, I will bring my complaint and mourn, and he will hear my voice. Dear brothers and sisters, if he can pray three times a day, it is great. If he want to spend all night praying, that's great too. David did that too. In Luke chapter 21 and verse 36, Jesus tells his disciple, keep on the alert at all times, praying earnestly that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place <coughs> and to stand before the Son of Man. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12 we read, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. It doesn't matter what kind of posture you used for your prayer, whether it was in your knees or in standing <coughs> or lying down or walking. And the important thing is you pray. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 we read, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. I will read one more verse. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Dear ones, you can pray, pray anytime. Anytime. Prayer, prayer should not be our last resort. Sometimes that happens in our life. But must be the first thing we think, think to do when we are aware of a need. What is important is not the time and the posture of our prayers, but as John Bunyan said, pray often, for prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. Pray often, for prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. The second one is, in verse 18, pray with all prayer and petition. That means, you can pray all kinds of prayer. It doesn't matter. In 1972, when I was a student, I never prayed. Here, you know, after I came here in English, we had a gathering, and we had, before the food was served, somebody asked me, Thomas, why don't you pray? That was quite a challenge. I got up and prayed, I think, the second shortest prayer that anybody ever heard. 
And the first one being the prayer of Peter when he was drowning. Lord, help me. I prayed. Lord, bless this food. Amen. Then wise, one wise guy said, Thomas must be starving. <laughs> it was so short. In the model prayer that Jesus taught, you know, prayer can be public prayer, private prayer. It can be a request, a supplication, thus thanksgiving, intercession, petition. It is a model. We can pray any place. In the model prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, in, in one book I saw that uh, the Lord's Prayer, it is not the Lord's Prayer. Lord's Prayer is in John 17. In Matthew 6, it is a model prayer. He was teaching, the Master was teaching his disciples how to pray. First we see, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. It points toward worship as we pray for God's glory. Everything we need to know, it is in that prayer. Then he says later, give us our daily bread. It's a prayer for our personal needs. We can pray for that. Forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. It is a confession of our sins. Then he says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is a prayer for holiness, for both for others and for ourselves. So we can pray all kinds of prayer. In Luke chapter 6 verse 12, we read, Now it happened that at this time, he went off to the mountain to pray, that is Jesus. And he was spending the whole night in prayer to God. Dear ones, if our Lord needed prayer, if Apostle Paul needed prayer, how much we need prayer. Especially we are in a spiritual battle and we are facing a strong enemy. We can have all the full armor of God. We can have all the resources we find in Ephesians. Everything. But prayer is what gives us the power. Prayer is what gives us the energy. Prayer is so important. And then the next one is in verse 18. Being on alert with all perseverance and petition. Be alert. Be watchful. Don't quit. See what is going on around us. Especially dear ones. We need to do it. We are under attack from every side. The flesh. The world. Satan. From every side. In First Peter chapter 4 verse 7 we read. In the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be of sound thinking and a sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Be alert. Be on the lookout. One of my favorite verses is found in the book of Nehemiah. 
Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 9. There we read, Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch. Watch and pray. Because he was facing enemies from all four sides and from within. In Mark 14 verse 38 we read, Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's one reason we need to pray. We cannot quit, my dear ones. Like John Bunyan said, we have to pray. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and 8 we read, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking someone to devour. That's reason, one reason we need to pray. Believers need to spend more time on their knees. When Nehemiah was called to rebuild the walls and gates of Jerusalem. When he had the desire in his heart. He did not start, from, start building from the ground up. He started building from his knees up. That's what we see in Nehemiah chapter 1. He spent time in prayer. Then the next one is perseverance and for all the saints. Dear ones, we are in this battle together. There is nothing called an isolated Christians. We should think of ourselves as a body and not be selfish. We are all in the same battle. Other believers, they are our fellow soldiers. And we are not and we cannot win this battle, fight this battle alone. And then we read, Paul is asking for a prayer for himself. Just like we read in Colossians chapter 4. There we read in verse 19. As well as on my behalf. You pray for me too. I need prayer. He has the same thing in Colossians chapter 4. He says. Colossians chapter 4 verse 3 we read. Praying at the same time for us as well. In Colossians, that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak the mystery of Christ for which I have also been bound. Here he's praying. Paul is not praying that my chains will be loose. He's not asking for that. He's not asking for freedom. No, that's not what he's asking for. He's asking in Ephesians 6.18. 19 we read that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known the boldness with the boldness the mystery of the gospel so that I will be bold and I will be able to preach the gospel and in Colossians it says for which I have also been bound for the gospel then verse we read in verse 20, for which I am 
an ambassador in chains. Dear ones, ambassadors get diplomatic immunity unless they are from they are in North Korea or China or some places like that. They won't be arrested. They are not supposed to be. They won't be in chain. But this ambassador, he is in chains. You know why? For three reasons. Here he says, in, three, in Colossians, we can see that too. And the previous passages in Ephesians, he is an ambassador in chain for the gospel, for the Lord, and for the Gentiles. For the Lord, for the gospel, and for the Gentiles. For three reasons, he is in chains. But he is proud of that. He is proud of that. So that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You want the power to speak. You want to share the gospel. In Colossians we read that God may open the, a door for the word. God may open some heart, hardened hearts for the word. And that happened in the prison itself. God answered <coughs> him his prayer. Then verse 21. But that you may also, also know about all my affairs. How I am doing. Taking us the beloved brother and faithful servant in the Lord. Will make everything known to you. He is sending this dear brother with the letter. I think this name Tychicus is mentioned five times in the epistles. And he's saying a beloved brother and faithful servant in the Lord. What a great testimony. What a great testimony it is. And now I mentioned earlier one of the points I am going to speak on is in the spirit. I purposely mentioned it. Uh, missed it. Verse 18. Praying all times with all prayer and petition in the spirit. What do you mean by praying in the spirit? As Pentecostals teach, it is not speaking in tongues. It is not. I will repeat something I said many times. Tongue speaking, it is not a sound doctrine. I see it as a doctrine of sound. Nothing else. It doesn't mean anything. It is a doctrine of sound that people make. Here it says, then what is it when we say in the spirit? First of all, let me see. We mentioned four different kinds of prayer. Every one of those prayers should be prayed 
in the spirit. Every one of them. In verse 18, praying at all times, pray in the spirit. With all prayer, pray in the spirit. Being on alert with all perseverance and perseverance. In the spirit. Pray for all the saints. Pray in the spirit. What do you mean by that? That means pray in harmony with the Holy Spirit. Pray in harmony with the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is to pray <coughs> according to God's will as revealed in His Word. According to God's will in His Word. Another thing, praying in the Spirit is to pray in dependence on the Spirit under His direction. We read in another passage, the Holy Spirit is praying for us. Jesus Christ is praying for us even today. He's interceding for us. But I want to mention one thing before I close. That is Psalm 66 verse 18. Psalm 66 verse 18. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. That's what God, God's word says, not me. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. In other words, we cannot speak or pray in the spirit if we have unconfessed sin in our heart. Because he won't hear us. If we pray with unconfessed sin in our heart, it is just like some people speaking in tongues. It doesn't make any sense. And also I want to say something. In the previous chapter, we saw the relationship with the husband and wife. About that relationship. I have seen men keep treating their wives real bad. Won't even talk to them for days. But when we come to the prayer meeting, oh, they are ready to go. They are ready to go. Just because it is your wife or husband or your family doesn't mean you can go to the throne room of the king of kings and the lord of lords with unconfessed sin. I was not blind to say this. But before I came, I was checking my notes. I thought I'll put it there. I will put it there. Before I close, I want to read that benediction in verses 23 and 24. Peace be to the brothers 
and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Mark those four words. Peace, love, faith, and grace. Dear ones, those four words sum up everything we learned in Ephesians. Peace. Where did it start? Where did it come from? Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Comes from there. Love. Where does it come from? From Him. Love that sent His Son to the cross of Calvary to die for the sinners. Faith. Where does it come from? It says, faith from God the Father. And verse 24, grace. Where does it come from? From Him. That's what we learned in Ephesians 6 chapters. And this is how I want to close this book. I will read that benediction again to you, brothers and sisters. Peace be to the brothers. I love with the faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all, with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ with incorruptible love. May his name be glorified. Thank you.